Welcome, everybody. I am TH, and I am fortunate to be here, of course, with Jessica, but also with the host of Divorced and Happy podcast, Sadie Marie, um, our spicy guest. She's spicy, and she tries to be spicy in everything she does, and it's very entertaining and very educational. So welcome to Divorce, Etc. Thank you so much. It's good to see my East Coast spicy girlfriends again Woo-hoo! after a, a long summer. Yes. Smiling faces. I hope your summers were good to you. It's yeah. been, it's and been great. I, I can't complain. I've learned to not complain, you know, unless it's big and then I, and then I can complain. That's good. That's good. Um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? How'd you even start sure. a divorced and happy podcast? And sure. how did actually, you become yeah. the spicy lady? Sure, sure. Actually, it's called Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. Sadie's divorced, sorry. No, that's all. It's just fine. So I've been divorced almost four years now. And right after my divorce, like I think literally the day that the, the legal uh, papers like came in, in the mail, my honeymoon stage began. And what I, what I'm meaning when I say my honeymoon stage is it's, it's kind of like the wizard of Oz, you know, the movie where Dorothy Kansas is black and white and she's just depressed and miserable. And then like, she has this terrible storm and it's just really intense. And then she goes crashing into this magical world of Oz. And that was kind of like my, my summer of my divorce was just misery. (laughs) And then in the fall, I landed in Oz and everything was glorious and colorful and magical and new. I don't know if you remember that stage after your divorces, but so my honeymoon stage lasted a long time. I mean, even COVID obviously was very difficult, but I still was kind of in that bliss with dating and creating new, new uh, things to experience and um, having a lot of spicy fun uh, in the bedroom, as I like to uh, say. So, you know, this last summer, what happened for me... Um, so anyway, so my honeymoon stage is what triggered the podcast. So before I dive into my, my summer, but... Okay. I wanted people to know that after divorce, that there was actually a lot of happiness and possibility and positivity and new opportunities. And and I, you know, going through divorce is just so negative. It just sucks the life out of you. And I was at my worst during my divorce. So when I got out of my divorce and I was going through my honeymoon stage, I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about this. Everybody who's going through a divorce needs to have this experience. So that's what was the catalyst for the podcast, Sadie's Divorced and Happy. We really talk about that a lot. The idea that divorce is an opportunity. I mean, and I think that sometimes people misunderstand our intention and think that we're advocating for divorce. And really what we're saying is we're advocating for you not be stuck in a shitty marriage. We're advocating for you to recognize that you have one life and you need to do what's going to make you happy, not be stuck in a relationship that doesn't bring you any joy or happiness at all. And that if you find yourself going down the path, of getting divorced, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Divorce sucks. But you move on. And over time, it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And then like you, you can really like see that the grass is greener because now you have this newfound freedom and these opportunities. So much. Right. 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 And so that was the catalyst for the podcast. And so I've had many, and also, you know, if you know anything about me, ladies, which I think, you know, a little bit about me now after our relationship for the last few months, I like out of the box topics. So my podcast is, is about, you know, kind of that 
besides the normal dating, like what about dating someone 15 years younger? What about having an open relationship after a divorce? What about um, going to uh, a swinger event? I mean, I mean, I've really tried some things. I've really gotten out of the box. So my uh, podcast is a little bit spicy, pretty playful, yeah, spicy. Yeah. Mostly focused around dating and getting back out there into new relationships, sex, things like that. Like Right. I talk a lot about dating after divorce. I talk a lot about my sexual renaissance. I, I have talked obviously about the topic of happiness, self-care, but I, yeah, I, I do enjoy a little, a little out of the box fun. That's just, since my divorce, I'm like, I lean into that. I really lean into well, that. You have to, because that brings you joy. It could be even the smallest thing. It doesn't even have to be a whole big episode or a whole no. thing out. Right, it's, right, right. it's the small things that bring, you know, the most amount of joy. Right. Um, so what would you say is your biggest lesson learned? Like what surprised you that you uncovered during your podcast for your own self? Mm. I think what surprised me was just how bold I could be. I mean, I was raised to be In such a good girl. Well, that too, Jessica, but I mean, just having a podcast where I'm talking about these different topics that, um, when I was in my twenties, I would, I'm like, what, what's kink? Like, like you got a kink in your neck. Like what do you, I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't really even know what kink was until after divorce. I mean, that wasn't something I explored with my, my ex ever. So you know, have these kind of delicious conversations uh, with people that I find very intriguing has been so much fun for me and to introduce other people to this type of um, experience has been very satisfying too. I, I did start a, a platform called The Red Room, which is, it's kind of like a book club, but more delicious where we women, if you identify as a woman, you are invited to The Red Room where we talk about sensuality and being sexual beings. Because I think before divorce, I never really gave myself permission to be a sexual being to have topics about sex and, and pleasure and any of that. And through my podcast with interviewing different sex experts, I'm sure you've done the same. Um, it's, it's been so eye-opening and so fun. And so to invite women to come into a space that's safe, there's no judgment. You get to say what you want, what you're desiring, what you're looking to explore, and you get to be affirmed and supported and not judged. And I think a lot of women uh, that have been part of that experience have found it very refreshing. So my podcast has really connected me to so many fantastic people and new ways of expressing myself and connecting people within that, my own self-expression. I think that a lot of people after they get divorced find to some degree their own sexual renaissance. I love that expression, by the way. I sure hope um, so. <laughs> I, think, I think it's very common. I mean, listen, part of it would depend on like how old someone was when they got married, how long they were married. For. But I do find, I mean, I know a lot of friends who like me got married at 23. And it's like, what did you even know about 23? Like, I feel like I didn't really learn what sex was until after I got divorced. But what do you think? Cause your, yours is a, like, as you said, a little more, out, out of the box. Right. What do you think led you to learn this about yourself and to be so open and embrace it? Because I also think a lot of women come out and then are like, have a lot of preconceived notions about things that they haven't had experience with. So what do you think allowed you to do that? Divorce. I mean, I really, when I so, got like, divorced. What, I guess the question is, were yeah, there things that you were interested in while you were married that you knew you were holding back, not experimenting on, or like what made you be willing to be so open-minded about things that maybe before you would have been very apprehensive about? 
I think because I actually, after divorce, I allowed myself to enjoy sex in a way that I had never allowed myself to before. I allowed myself to date differently. I mean, I, I don't see monogamy the way that I used to. I don't date the way that I did when I was in my twenties. And because I gave myself, you know, we're talking about freedom because I've given myself so much more freedom around dating. I also, that led to freedom around my own sexual experiences. So, I mean, divorce was like, you know, here's, here's this fresh start to how you connect with men. And I've learned a lot about myself. I mean, I, I'm not in the same place I was three, four years ago around all of that, meaning I'm, I'm not quite um, as busy as I used to be yeah, because but it's I'm all settling into other learning. things. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all part it's of the process journey. That's not linear. And no, you're, you're going to step sure in shit not. some days and other times you're going to step in gold and, and all you're going to do is learn from the bad and ride the good literally, maybe literally, <laughs> but, but, but you have given yourself permission to uncover things within yourself. Absolutely. That were not necessary in your previous relationship, perhaps so that you'd never needed. It was not a part of your, your dynamics. So it never needed to be tapped. Well, it was even this really was, in my consciousness. Like, but this I, was the pattern you had with your right. ex. That's right. Now you have the permission to create whatever freaking pattern and path that you want. And, and what's really important here is not even all, all of the fun sex stuff, but the fact of giving yourself permission, there are a lot of people out there who are stuck in their situation and cannot take that first baby step forward because their head is telling them all of these things. And see, Sadie gave herself permission to try. Just try. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But just to try, I think that's like the overarching message here is that your life is an opportunity after divorce. As long as you're exploring things that are part of your new discovery, your renaissance, your Wizard of Oz and Dorothy moments, whatever that is, like, right. allow it. You're okay. You're going to be okay. I hate saying the word gonna. I feel like I say it all the time. You're going to be okay. Yeah, you are okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so you, sorry, go ahead. So you had, you had a hell of a summer, right? So you've been on your like zigzag path here and discovering yourself in many different ways, because in order to explore all these different sexual experiences, you had to increase your confidence. You had to trust your gut. You had to believe in yourself. That's the only way you can do that. If any of those things are missing, you probably can't. So tell us what happened in the summer to you as an example for people. Before that, I just want to, you've been divorced for how long? Uh, About four years. Okay. So I just think it's important for people to recognize that because if you're going to about to talk about like your setback and the grief that like comes later, you know, because sometimes they think, all right, they've made it through everything. And TH and I talk all the time about how like you have ups and downs for years. I mean, we're 14 years out and there are still times where I'm like, you know, damn it. So yeah. four years out and then you had this experience the last few months. Right. So my summer of 2022, I'm referring it to as my setback summer. And I was, I thought I was going to have a hot girl summer. I thought I was going to do all these fun things and be extra playful and enjoy a lot of time, you know, exploring my own city. And that did not happen. So backstory to all of that. So 
I'm a relationship person. I love people. I'm an extrovert. Being by myself has been uh, my whole life for the most part has been an area that where I've been more challenged. So this, this spring, two of my best friends moved out of state far away. My photography mentor, I'm a photographer for my career. My photography mentor of 15 years retired and moved away out of state. I was in a situationship that was um, allowing me to really learn about my anxious attachment style. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with attachment styles. And so I finally got out of that because that was just not a, a happy place to be, but it was still a loss regardless. So I had just had so much loss this summer and that loss just triggered a ton of grief, just so much grief. And what I typically do to avoid grief is I stay really busy. I just stay so busy and I keep doing, and I keep moving and I keep planning. And I was so overwhelmed by my grief that I didn't have the ability to do that, which really threw me off my game ladies, because that for me, not to be able to be just constantly going, 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 that is I'm, we get you. I'm, we, I'm we sad, are, but right. Then I'm really sad. the same way. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I had to lean into what I'd been resisting for so long, which was different feelings around my divorce, different feelings around my childhood, different feelings around patterns of behavior. I mean, I'm like, oh, I've got this, you know, three years out of my divorce, like I've got dating. I'm great at this. And then I get into this situationship. I'm like, oh my God, I've learned nothing. Like, how can that be? And, you know, I had to do a lot of forgiving of myself. I had to give myself a lot of grace. Do you think that there's a reason why this came? I mean, I, I, I hear you that you had the loss of the situationship and your mentor, but like the fact yeah, that but also my two best friends, I mean, my community, like I just was alone more. Your people. My but people. Also- I mean, yeah. I mean, people that really I could always rely on and count it. And yes, of course, I can text people. No, 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 but think, people, but it's but not the, the same. The idea that these were things that you didn't face. Well, there's, there's always like, what I'm saying is I had so many distractions. And then when this grief hit me, I just, I, I was not able, I didn't have the energy mm-hmm. to keep distracting myself. I mean, after divorce, I had energy for days. I could, I was just like, oh my God, there's so many new things to try and do. How many hometown visits can I stack in a week? Like, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like I was just like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. And then this happened to me this summer. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to, I mean, I canceled plans with friends. So, I mean, I was having a major setback. And so for me, it's like, okay, yes, I have a, a, have a therapist and I worked with a therapist, but also it was about exercising this new way of getting comfortable with myself right? because I have been that? resisting that for a long time. It's like sitting with yourself. How do you really feel? And then when you have thoughts that you aren't really fond of, like, what do you do with that? You know, because you can talk to a therapist one hour a week. That's great. But you live with yourself every day, every minute of the day. And so for me, it was like really learning new ways to help myself during that season where I just was really kind of feeling defeated. And so some things that I did that, that were helpful to me is that I, I allowed myself space to do nothing and be like, okay, how does this really feel? And I would journal about it. What's scary about this? What's, what don't I like about this? How you can, really how can I, while you were dealing with it, say it again, 
were really in touch with it all. I was really leaning in, Jessica, because it's like, I, I, I need to get, I need to work through this. And that was something that ironically, one of my friends who Tracy's her name, who did move away. She's like, I think this is a season for you to really get more comfortable with yourself, right? Because until you really do that, a lot of things just aren't ultimately going to work out and maybe the way you're hoping them to, when you're depending too much on exterior things to give you something you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment. One and so for me, lessons yeah. divorce that experts, we talk about it all the time, therapists, experts all the time that like when you're coming out of divorce, it is such an important part of the process to become comfortable with yourself and be responsible for your own happiness. It's exactly Absolutely. what you're saying. And it's really hard to do. Well, it's really big, right? But it's, there's one thing it's about, like, it's so big, but it's also, one thing about doing it without being busy, like I can be happy by doing all these things. Doing a podcast makes me happy. Right. Being a photographer makes me happy. But what about just doing nothing and being with myself? Right. Does that make right. me happy? And that's right. the, that's what I had to focus on this summer because all that other stuff I've got down. I know a million ways to do things to make me feel happy. So how do but you can I just you... do nothing and feel happy with right. myself? How do you feel like you did it. How did you get through it? Well, I mean, it's it's just allowing you know, the getting through is just the allowing the discomfort. I mean, I had a lot of discomfort. It was sitting in the discomfort for, for the summer. And, you know, now I have turned a corner and I'm, I feel super grateful for that, but I mean, it's the allowing of it, right? I wasn't resisting it. I wasn't resisting being just by myself. I was receiving it and allowing it and, and letting and when it you kind of the discomfort. Like right. I know for me, like even this past weekend, dropping my son off at school, I was ready. He's not lived at home for many, many years. I've been an empty nester for a long time, but I, I woke up the morning we were leaving and I literally was having a panic attack Hmm. because your body, when you're, when you're feeling that kind of distress, your body will show up. I can work out for 10 hours a day. I can find a million websites to pretend I'm shopping on. I can go and buy shit off Amazon for hours. I can walk, whatever. I, I couldn't, my body was like, you are not facing this. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. I'm like crying. And, and, and my, and my throat is closing up. Like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And honestly, what I did was called one of my friends who's been through something similar. And I was walking. I didn't even walk the dog. I left her home. I walked for about an hour and a half by myself with her. She like got me breathing and like super simple, little, little things. Because I, I, I was like, my body's like acting against me. We got to get on a plane in an hour. Like I'm, I'm going to school and I was going with my ex and there were no buffers. And my son has been through a lot. And I, I was just, I don't still really understand what the problem was, but there was clearly a problem. And now looking back, as I'm sure you do, I obviously got through it. I still haven't figured out what it was, but didn't you feel like your body wasn't letting you, you have to listen to your body sometimes because if you don't, it's going to be what happened to me. Like it's just going to shut down. Right. Uh, Yeah. My body was saying I'm burnt out. You've tapped me out. And one thing that I actually uh, learned years ago in therapy, that therapy that I really practiced this summer, do you, do you talk to your body? Like, do you talk to her? Like it's a friend. I don't. 
I, I do a certain part of my body, not the part you're thinking about. Um, but, um, I, I, I've had breast cancer. Okay. So I've been like up and down with my chest in terms of literally in terms of size and stuff. Sure. And my friend who's a therapist is like, be nice to your boobs. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm nice to my boobs. It sounds so, it so be like funny that you just said that because I'm like, if I'm nice to you, will you be nice to me? Right. Like, no, one thing I learned years ago, and I did it a lot this summer, is that, I, like, touch I will talk to my body and I'll be like, oh, I love you so much, sweetie. You're working so hard for me. You take such good care of me. You know, tonight we're going to do this together. And, you know, it's treating your body like it's like actually referring to your body as a she, like, or, yeah. you know, a, a person like, oh, you are just so strong. I appreciate you. And, you know, and so for me, it's like connecting because I, you know, I can really live in my head. Right. I can really just live in my head. And so, you know, Which connecting with my body was correct. was just so healing, you know, to be really just in my body more was also really helpful. So you share my, with us my setback. The, the one thing that you wish you knew. Do you remember what you wrote? The one thing I wish I knew, repeat it to me. I don't remember in this moment. What you wrote was, Midlife, you know, memory. What I wish life. I knew prior to divorce is that searching for happiness through another person for happiness yeah, yeah. is a never satisfying journey. It comes from within. Does. And that is a process, everybody. That is not a light switch. Right. That is still just trial and error. I, right. 14 years are discovering who we are and how to handle things differently and how to move forward. So I think that that's like a really great message for you to send everybody. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I had the, the last few months was obviously a different because our lives are different, but like, I too feel like years after my divorce, primarily within the last year ish that I learned so much more about myself and finally feel like I am in a good place with myself, same kind of a thing, like had been on a dating tear and, um, like finally in my new home that I've been waiting for, for so long, it's finally done. And I'm in, and like, it's all of these things, like they put you in a good place. And I want to say what Teach just said, which is that people listening, like you have to know that if you don't face it right away, which is okay, because we all have to process things in our own time there, it, there will come a day where it rears its head and you're going to have to face it at a time that you're ready and that a time that you can embrace it the way that you did. So I love the fact that you really like said, you took it all in, you leaned into it and listened and like made that progress for yourself, which is tremendous and really hard to do. Hard to do. There's a great quote by Liz Gilbert. I, I want to share with your listeners and with you. And I heard it on a podcast this summer and she said, grief is a bill that you have to pay. Like you don't have to pay it today. You don't have to pay it in two years, but you're going to have to pay it. It's it's not going anywhere. And and that really struck me this summer because I'm like, yep, (laughs) paying it four years later, but but, it's all good. Like Jessica said, you were in a position to do that. Right. Exactly. And so it hits you at different times. And as long as you know that you, you go to your support you go to your resources, you are listening to a podcast, you're educating yourself. Okay, this is what's happening. What do I do with this? And reach out and reach out to friends because they may not know you're oh, going absolutely. through this at this time. But like I reached out to my people who immediately responded, but they wouldn't know. They can't read my mind that I need help unless they say I need support. Right. 
which is hard. And to so do. make sure you reach out to get that support. But Sadie, congratulations. You're starting yeah. season three of your I podcast. Am. Yes. The comeback. And we love following your journey because you're like us. We are all going to be success stories and we are, but we're forever evolving. So I'm going. That's so Thank true. you so much. Thank, Thank you so much, you ladies. Thank you so much for your time.